So this podcast is about things that I wish I had known at a more um, younger age and things, skills that uh, would have been beneficial for me to successfully transfer to my marriage and skills that I'm going to pass on to my daughters. So this is about, you know, um, dating and marriage and you know, I also like to talk about health. So I'm going to talk about sort of all three. Um, one of the things that I found out, I guess, in a couple times, I've had um, in my life, but I found this out. I've had the blessing of being slim and overweight and then slim again and then overweight and then slim again. Many times in my life, I would say at least three times. And I say it's the blessing because a lot of people who are slim or naturally slim, they don't know what it's like being overweight. And a lot of people who are overweight, they don't know what it's like being slim. But I've been um, both, and I can definitely say that there is an interesting enough, there's a blessing to both, and there are, com- there are pros and cons to both. I remember the first time um, I sort of gained weight and I was sort of coming into an age in my 18, 19, um, around 18 and 19, I was coming to an age where I actually wanted to be attractive and, but I didn't really understand the impact that weight had on my ability to, to, to how others viewed me. And I'm not just talking about boys or or males I'm talking about how you know females viewed you and how you're treated by people even adults because you are perceived to have a healthy body and um an attract an attractive body you know and so the first time you know I never really had been out of shape but never really was sort of in shape but then around 17 or 18 um I was playing sports in college. I had gained too much weight because I'm just naturally greedy. I love food. And, um, but it was hurting my sports, you know, I busted out of my clothes. So I decided to just lose the weight. And because when you're young and your metabolism is just works well, you are able to eat less and move more. So I did that and I lost a ton of weight. And the change in how people reacted to me was was very uh, startling. And, you know, of course you had all the people who were like, Tremaine, I'm so worried you're too skinny. And ironically, these people were skinnier than me. And I'm like, um, okay, we know what's going on here. And then of course from the males, you know, most of them were always nice to you. But now there's an obvious uh, interest in either dating you, you know, for some, not, not nefarious purpose, but just because they find you attractive or an interest in people who are actually seriously want to commit to you. So there's just an increase in people who want to commit and people who are interested in you. And then and unfortunately, the fact that they're attracted to you is something that you just can never get around. Like gone are the days where you get to laugh and joke and have fun and everybody's cool. All of a sudden it's like there's this elephant in the room and the elephant in the room is that your physique 
is causing either, you know, maybe some people to feel insecure, not because they're insecure, but because you have sort of turned the tables of the hierarchy that has been established. Now, if I would have came in as an attractive female at a a specific size and established that, then those females would have been fine. But to come in and not attract attention or not be looked at as someone who was a, you know, attractive person and then lose a lot of weight. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're getting attention and you're taking attention away from other people. That can be very traumatic for, for people who are used to either getting the attention or even if they didn't get it, the attention, they're definitely used to you not getting the attention. So that has a lot of uh, interesting things going on and I found out that you know the same things that you said that a person can say um, when no one really cares or no one's sexually attracted to them have a different impact if you if you are viewed as an attractive person or maybe somebody who's skipped up the the hierarchy the the sexual attraction hierarchy people are much more motivated to take your words and twist them or take the same thing that you guys could say or joke about together you know months previously and now all of a sudden people are in their feelings or people are like man i thought you meant you know i not i thought uh i thought you know this person was nice you know but maybe they're not and you're like what i'm I've always been a little bit crabby, but now they're like, whoa, no crabs allowed or no, because you're, you're basically too attractive to be mean to people or not mean to people, but you're too attractive to be snarky. But the funny thing is, is that, you know, if you've lived the majority of your life, not really getting any sexual attention you sort of get praised for being like a funny person who always can tell a witty joke and people like that about you because you're the life of the party you know it's like sort of your joke as a you know unattractive person to entertain everybody but you know the moment you become sexually attractive you find it's much easier to just shut up because a lot of things can be taken out of context if you have people around who would love to take something um, out of context but the weird thing is is that if you're you've been socialized to you know be attractive this is something you've learned at a very young young age maybe like five or six you know but if you you grew up just maybe being nerdy maybe not you know not being an outcast but not ever being in in the in crowd and then all of a sudden you know bop bop baloo bop bam you now look like a person who's part of the in crowd and people are are thinking that of you it can be very traumatic because um there are now uh, different social rules on on how a person must interact um regardless you know um, when it comes to uh male attention the people that were willing to be your friends um now want more um and then as a person it's just very it you now are trying to navigate things because now you used to know people if if people liked you or were really serious about you I mean they they literally liked your personality but now you have to navigate a lot of people all of them say they like you but maybe 
the same two really like your personality, but now you have to cut through the fluff because if you, if you, you know, if you try to date someone who never was really interested in you, who only liked you because who only likes you because you look different, you know, that's a waste of time. And and honestly, that could be a, a heartache because that that's just traumatic when you date someone you think you like someone and then it doesn't work out I mean and that's just trauma so unfortunately you know even though it seems like a pro that you're a person is getting all this attention it can definitely be a con if you are still developing and trying to understand people and navigate you know sincerity and things like that you know um so, you know, that was sort of my uh, first experience. Um, and then, you know, after college, I um, sort of went through weight fluctuations again. And then towards my mid-20s, I sort of got serious about losing weight. And then um, I actually got a, um, a haircut and sort of a new wardrobe, you know. And then bam again. wop ba ba bop Bam. You know, I had to navigate the change. But this time it was easier this time around because I sort of knew the 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 landscape and I was also on a I also was actually interested in settling down and being married at that point. So it was really in my um in my best interest to to make sure that I was presenting the healthiest version of myself um, I was journaling food journaling writing down what I ate just doing lots of different things that uh, like walking every day just doing lots of things that I felt were really conducive to health you know going out uh, salsa dancing hiking skating just doing all these different things that were really conducive to health and then you know after I think I had a serious relationship and then I had another serious relationship but one of the unfortunate things that I found during each of those serious relationships is that I stopped doing all of those things. I stopped journaling my food. I stopped going and walking. I sort of really just wanted to be in a relationship and whatever that meant, like spend all my time together with that person. And, you know, I really feel like it took, you know, you know, 10 pounds weren't dramatic, but it did represent a tiny picture of what could happen if I were to be in a relationship for a long time and not prioritize my health. And of course, every time I got out of those relationships, I then got back healthy again, would start food journaling, would start exercising and running. But now fast forward, you know, I meet the person that I want to marry and we do get married. Well, within about a year or so of getting married, I literally gained like 30 pounds. And at the, I, I mean, I gave up a lot of healthy habits because I was trying to be this perfect, not perfect, but I was so happy and I was just really focusing on being in love and being a wife and being all this kind of stuff. So a lot of healthy habits that really um, were important to me became secondary and I did not speak up enough about, hey, I want to leave and go exercise. I mean, I tried to do things that would um, that I thought were beneficial, like maybe go to the gym, do this and that. But I really sort of gave up a lot of the things that I really loved doing. So like running, going, running, because typically when I ran, there was a special place I liked to run for years. 
And typically when I ate, there was a special store I like to go to get my lunch and breakfast and stuff. But then I tried to just cook everything at home. And then I was trying to cook, you know, meals that I thought families eat that because you see this is what families eat. And a lot of those meals aren't the best um, nutrition wise. And then I was going through a lot of stress. And because I felt um, the stress and I really didn't have the outlets that I had before when I was single um, to relieve my stress, I was eating foods that were unhealthy for me. You know, I mean, it got bad. I mean, this sounds like a, a drug addiction, but I think I was sneaking cookie dough. But, you know, that's, that's serious stuff. Well, the thing is, is that um, after several, you know, years in a marriage and, you know, me trying this and that and this and that, I finally uh, tried consistency and um, went back to food journaling and just trying to get consistently in the gym. And I'm also taking a totally different approach and I'm trying to pass that on to my daughters. You know, there's certain things that we don't have in the house, like we don't have juice in the house. Um, I monitor the types of foods they eat, not in the sense that they can't have a hamburger. They can have a hamburger. They love hamburgers, but do we always get fries? No. You know, um, we do we eat chips? Yes, but they know we eat chips when we go on trips to see family. You know, there's not a consistent bag of chips in the house. You know, they have things at the house like goldfish, you know, things that just aren't addictive. Um, in addition, um, we really don't have sweets unless it's uh, like someone's birthday. And then we make those sweets. Like they like to make cupcakes now. And they're like, yay. You know, I'm not going to the store to buy cake because I know you don't know what they put in that kind of stuff. So it's not, a, and so it's not about calories right now. I'm really trying to get to, to hone in the taste buds of, of my kids. So when they grow older, they don't, they're not addicted to foods. They like being active, you know, and then they understand things, you know, at a very young age, such as, especially if they're a girl, such as food journaling, you know, I'm not going to promote any specific diet, but I do believe that a person will naturally regulate themselves and naturally try to make healthier choices if they understand you know, the importance of eating a certain amount of calories and if those calories uh, aren't, don't have a bunch of sugar in them. I think in my own experience, you begin to naturally regulate yourself and you begin to naturally find creative ways to cook healthy food. And please take the parking ticket. Hold on. Taking a, following the in a parking garage. So as I navigate my journey, and I remember talking um, the other day and saying that, you know what, I'm going to uh, start trying to eat a little bit less now because when I started food journal journaling earlier this year, I was very shocked to learn that I was eating like 3,000 calories. Easy, easy. And that's even when I was trying to be healthy. I mean. I can eat a handful of nuts like nobody's business and people don't realize that handful of nuts could be like 400 calories, especially if you pick the fattiest nut like I do, like a pecans. So all I'm saying is that, you know, 
food journaling was is something that I'm gonna pass on to my daughters because whether they're gonna be vegan, whether they're gonna be pescatarian, whether they're gonna be keto, whether they're gonna be whole foods or whatever new diet concept that they come up with, it's always best to monitor your food intake because if overeating is something that you do or something that maybe runs in your family, then it is appropriate to have a healthy relationship with food. And furthermore, um, I have a, a family that's from Louisiana. So we eat, we eat very delicious uh, food, you know? So it would be very silly for me to say, oh, don't, don't eat uh, healthy or don't eat spicy, delicious food. That's part of my culture, but also part of my culture, unfortunately, is a propensity to not balance that with a lot of whole fresh foods and also propensity to overeat. And so you definitely want to maintain the culture like with gumbo and crawfish boils and all these delicious foods that taste great and that make, you know, the South what it is. But you also want to be promoting habits that that help with longevity, but don't take away from the quality of life because quality quality of life is important. You know, that child needs to be able to travel anywhere, anywhere in the world and be able to try the foods without having some unhealthy relationship where they're either binging or avoiding. And so food journaling is definitely one of the things. I'm also gonna promote activity, but most importantly, I'm gonna try to promote weightlifting and then some type of restor restorative, um, a restorative like exercise like a Pilates or a yoga. I've tried yoga, I just don't know if I'm into it. I gotta be real. But weightlifting is, is amazing, especially as a woman um, is, is after, is growing up, you know, hitting 30, your body is just different. It's processing things differently. And cardio won't cut it, it just simply won't. So if, if I am only teaching them cardio, or teaching them these crazy workouts to be on a diet for six weeks and you're hurting your body and hurting your knees. I'm doing them a disservice and I'm putting them in the same position I was in where I'm continually gaining and losing weight. And that's just not, that's not appropriate. And then furthermore, when it comes to weightlifting, I'm gonna pass on to them things such as being able to lift weights but not always depend on squatting you know I think a lot of people they think because of what social media shows that you know the squat is king every exercise has to incorporate some type of squat and I just don't believe that and I don't believe it's healthy for your knees after a while I think there's plenty of ways to strengthen your legs and your quads and your hamstrings and your calves without every exercise incorporating a squat you know biceps with a squat shoulder press with a squat you know lunges with an arm curl i just feel like you know that's really not the type of paradigm we want to be presenting you can really hurt someone's knees um, by doing that so those are the two things that i'm going to be passing on that i wish someone had passed on to me um just keeping your uh self healthy keeping that appearance of health it's not only very, very attractive, but it's the, the methods that I'm talking about are going to promote longevity. That's it.